This episode of the Off Course Podcast is sponsored by Titleist. The TSR offers an impressive selection across the entire spectrum of skill and speed. Each head is customized for a certain player in mind and solves for issues like too much spin, not enough consistency, and not enough speed. Take some time to learn about the different driver and fairway wood options that could propel your long game forward at Titleist.com. THP Radio on the Hackers Paradise Podcast Network, your number one source for all things golf. Subscribe on iTunes to never miss an episode. Hello, you golfing legends, and welcome back to another episode of the original Off Course. I'm your host, Dan Edwards, and joining me this week is Mr. Brad King. He's the CEO over at Stitch. Brad, it's great to have you. Thanks, Dan. Appreciate you having me on. Love the show. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, it's fun to get different perspectives on the show and different types of companies. We've had plenty of golf uh, uh, club companies. You you do quite a few things that are that are close to it, um, including a lot of head covers, a lot of uh, good looking golf bags, some apparel going on. It seems like when are you going to stop? Are you going to start making golf carts next, or what's the play? No, no plans for golf carts, no <laughs> guitars, no golf carts, no drum sets, nothing like that. We're going to stick to uh, three primary categories, golf bags, travel gear and apparel. Awesome. Well, can you I, I know the website does a nice job of talking a bit about the uh, the origin story of Stitch. Uh, looks like there was a, a couple guys on a golf team, maybe maybe friendly, maybe not more friendly than not. But uh, it started at a golf team and then made its way into something much, much bigger. Can you share with the group what what that looked like? Absolutely. Yeah, it's interesting. So um, I um, played golf with uh, I was 27 years old. I played golf with an older guy um, who was younger than I am now at the time. But he was the principal of the local high school in Apex, North Carolina. And uh, he told me about this great group of young players that was coming in and Um, he wanted to see if I would help out with the team, said they had a teacher, um, who, uh, was a female teacher and golf coach for these guys and said, these guys are high strung. I think she's going to need some help. Love it if you would donate your time. So I agreed to do that. One of those players was Charlie Bergwin. So, uh, we met, uh, he was 15 years old. I was 27 at the time. And I would say from a golf coaching perspective, Uh, There are two things that I spent time uh, talking to Charlie about mostly. Number one was he wanted to hit a lob wedge from everywhere. So uh, I had to to tell him that that wasn't the best play, that the percentages were against him, and that if you're on the fringe of the green, using the putter isn't bad, and it's, it's not a sellout if you do that. The second thing that we talked about a lot is when we would stop for dinners after uh, a tournament, um, he would ask me a lot of questions about girls. And so I look back on that now at 58 and a half years old and, you know, over 30 years later, obviously, um, you know, at 15 years old, he probably didn't want to talk about that with his dad. So I was a safe bet. Some 27 year old guy that he could talk to about girls. And if I could use that as leverage to get him to putt from the fringe, then I'd use it. (laughs) Yeah. That's kind of how it all started. Okay. And it's grown. So, did it start primarily as a head cover company? Yeah. So Charlie started the company in 2012. Uh, it was a head cover company. He went to uh, the Bridge Hamptons and uh, there's a racetrack and a golf course there. And he saw a Porsche Speedster with a racing stripe down the center and thought, 
guy that would be cool to take and put a racing stripe on a leather head cover. And so he started making uh, leather head covers with the racing stripe on them. And uh, his first customer order came from Augusta National for the, uh, for the Masters Tournament. Wow. And so um, we bumped into each other. My background, I was in office products, uh, was a part of a publicly traded roll-up. Um, and then started my own with my brother and some other folks um, in 2000 and uh, sold it to Staples in 2013. So I was not in the golf industry. I was in the office products industry. And uh, so after selling my company and um, stayed around to buy companies for Staples, uh, who I sold my company to, I bumped into Charlie one day at lunch and asked him what he was doing. Um, he told me that he was in the golf business. He said, I heard about you selling your company. Congratulations. And I said, well, you're in the golf business. What, what are you doing in the golf business? He said, we make custom leather head covers. I said, well, good luck with that. And, uh, <laughs> we kind of parted ways and, uh, he went off for a couple of weeks and then he reached out to me and asked me to meet him for Starbucks. And we started conversations. And from there, came this whole idea that we would take stitch the brand and head cover company that he had created. And uh, it was time to recapitalize that company and turn it into something more, which is stitch the golf brand that, you know, today. Okay. And, and then you mentioned three primary categories and we'll definitely get to that, but I think in order to really present people who are not familiar um, is to, to suggest the types of things that you'd expect to see, when you pull a product from stitch off the rack or off a shelf or whatever it may be. And it, it seems like everything that I was reading and all the apparel I've seen, the head covers, it's a very classic vintage uh, sort of contemporary look. Is that fairly fair to say that that leans in that direction when you're, you're designing? Absolutely. And so much so that we make a t-shirt that says modern vintage. So we combine the vintage stuff of the classics that you see from golf of years past and add new technology and innovation to it so that you do get more of a modern look, but with that classic feel. And it's like that in every one of our products. Product innovation is really important to stitch. We use unique materials. Um, we spend extra money in the make of our products so that we put out a high quality product, whether it be um, the golf bag or the head covers and the theme that we have that we call dress your game. It's something that we really feel passionately about that people, you know, there's that old adage, you know, you don't have to play good as long as you look good. We take that to a completely different level that looking good starts with the golf bag and head covers. And that if you open your trunk and pull your bag out, that um, it looks proper. It looks like you really care. And so that starts with high quality golf bag, high quality um, head covers, whether they be our leathers or our knit covers, which we want awards for both of them. Um, but then, you know, we get into travel products because we really want Stitch to be not just a golf bag and head cover company, which is what Charlie started, which was a head cover company. But we want to actually introduce other members of the family to stitch the brand. And so we create this whole array of these innovative travel uh, products, which I'll talk about some a little bit more uh, later. And we know that if we can introduce other members of the family to stitch, then the next progression is to create stitch ambassadors and have people want to wear stitch. And so those innovative items make their way into our polo shirt, 
where we use, you know, fused collar stays in the edge of the collars, under buttons under the collar so that the collar stands properly when it's under a layering piece. Um, the type of materials we use in our bottoms, um, moisture wicking, antimicrobial, we spend extra money on developing our products because we don't want to just put out a cheap product. We want to put out a quality product. So everything that you expect to see from Stitch is high quality and product innovation. Yeah, I see that. And, and I like that there is a truly classic look when it comes to Stitch. Uh, and and what, I'm, what I'm talking about mostly is the apparel side of things right now. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'll give you an example. This week's the Open Championship and the first thing i click on is bright yellow and the next thing i click on is three different neons blended together for just the, an absolutely loud pop when i when i look at stitch i would i would expect to see more of not the neon pink but more of like a pastel pink or not the neon blue but more like a pastel blue is that is it challenging to see some of these trends get weird uh, or bright or loud or whatever you want to call it and maintain that category that styling that you're pursuing you know, I think standing out in a crowd can mean different things to different people. To us, standing out in a crowd means that you blend, but you stand out because you look refined. Standing out in a crowd because you're wearing something that glows in the dark, it's just not stitch. <laughs> so, uh, and, you know, I don't expect, and there's nothing in our plans, and I get to look at what we're working on two years in advance. There's nothing in there that's going to throw our customers a curveball. We know who our customers are. And they know who Stitch is. And so we're not going to surprise them. We don't like surprises and we're not going to surprise our customers in that way. We may surprise them with some other innovation and we're working on a lot of new products, but we're not going to surprise them by, um, you know, putting them in something that uh, makes them look like they're flashing. <laughs> so th there's a picture on the website uh, of you and Charlie and the golf team, as you mentioned, a number of years ago, uh, early 90s, I believe is when it was taken. And it says that Charlie's doesn't look too happy, and I think it has something to do with the the apparel he's wearing, how he didn't like it. So true. I, I it looks like a, a bit of a running joke that has existed for you guys for a while. But being that it started as a head cover company, when did that decision to move more into apparel come into play? That's a great question. So the the the, the original bit. So I got involved with the company in 2017. And uh, we recapitalized the company, brought in a management team and decided that we were going to go and attack, you know, more than head covers. We were going to create a golf brand. And part of that uh, meant that, you know, we were going to um, expand the product offering. The first product we added to the head covers was our SL1 golf bag. And we added our UGB ultimate garment bag travel bag. We put those products out in 2017 and the customers immediately started saying they wanted to attach themselves to the brand. And they started asking, when are you going to do apparel? We think Stitch is a cool brand. When are you going to do apparel? Our original business plan had us getting into apparel three and a half years into the endeavor. We ended up getting into it in November of 2017. So, uh, and again, part of that is listening to the customer. It's like if the customers are asking you to do something, and you know who your customers are, then you should act on that. Number one, let them know that you're listening. But number two, don't miss the opportunity to catch momentum. And it's exactly what we did. We gave them what they were asking for. 2018 ended up being just an incredible year for us. We grew the company 400 percent. 
And we were off to the races at that point. So um, if we had waited three and a half years, we'd have, we would have disappointed our customers and we probably would have missed an opportunity to catch momentum. So 2017, it's definitely not the same leap from 1991 back when you were basically caught in everything, I believe. Uh, I was pretty young then, so I wasn't familiar. But uh, I'm curious about the original designs and materials you were using in 2017 probably seemed very tech forward. But now, six years later, uh, I, I feel like golf as a whole has been very practical in the decision to apply better new really quality materials to their apparel. So just from that six years, is, has it blown you away how much things have changed? Have you maintained some consistencies or what, what's changed there from an apparel perspective? You know, it's, uh, I remember um, years ago, everything was double mercerized cotton. And if you, um, if you've worn double mercerized cotton, it feels great in cool weather, but when it's a hundred degrees outside, it feels like a trash bag. It sounds and, terrifying for the record. <laughs> it, well, it is. It's a big it's a big name, but that's what was the fad. If you go back to the 90s, that was the fad. Um, you know, going back to that picture that you mentioned of Charlie and the running joke, Charlie did not like that was a, a, a competitor um, that I won't name, but um, we bought the uniforms for the team and it was double mercerized cotton. And Charlie didn't like the way it looked. He didn't want to be in the picture. And I basically said, you're not going to play if you don't step into the picture. He steps into the picture. We snap the famous photo and the rest is history. Never did I think at that moment that years later, we'd be in business together building a golf company. I had no clue that that was going to be the case. But I know this, comparing innovation to, from then to now, it's like night and day. I mean, the technical things that they can do with fabrics is just amazing. Um, we use our, you know, the, the stitch DNA. We put that into every one of our products. We have a toolkit of fabrics that we like to use. We use some DWR finishing so that our fabrics have stain resistancy and some water repellency. We love to use those types of things in our, in our garments. Um, other companies will use different materials and, uh, that's, that's their thing, their, their DNA. Ours, I would say is, is this, um, we use an elevated toolkit of fabrics that are not cheap. So therefore we put out a high quality, high value product using stuff that's very expensive to make. And, you know, for that reason, it, kind of segments us into a specific customer demographic. If you look at the 67 million golfers worldwide and the 40 million golfers in the U.S., who is Stitch going after? We're going after the 13 million U.S. avid golfers. That's who we focus on. So you're saying the mystery bags that are at the on the website right now are a, a great deal and people should jump on them. They're an incredible deal. It, so <laughs> Stitch doesn't have, that's one thing you won't see with Stitch. We're not in the, you know, the discount liquidation stores. We don't do that. Liquidation for Stitch, when we're getting rid of, rid of old inventory, we, we like to liquidate it to our customers. We like to reward them for being loyal supporters of Stitch. And if you've never actually checked Stitch out before, that's the best way to check Stitch out. You're, you're never going to feel like um, if you buy a mystery bag, you're truly going to feel like you should have paid more money. There's no doubt about it. So one thing I'm curious about, and it, I guess we see a lot of, um, I don't know what the term is, 
in California, you have those lifestyle brand type of yes. uh, groups who, when you get some of that, and I'm certainly not targeting anyone or anything, but when you get some of the material in-house and experience it, you you start to wonder whether it's very much only considering their perfect day to day quality of uh, uh, weather uh, yeah. that that uh, nothing's really waterproof because it never rains there and uh, the materials are a little bit uh, prone to sweat or showing sweat or being hot or whatever it may be. I believe you, being headquartered in North Carolina, you deal with some pretty extreme temperature changes throughout the year climate is the word i'm looking for there that's um, yeah <laughs> i'm dying to find climate and i ended up tripping over it for five minutes that's fine um my question to you is especially when it comes to a brand do, do you do you tend to focus more on what your climate would suggest golfers need or are you very cognizant of the northwest the northeast the southwest the southeast it's a great question. No. So, um, and, and I can speak specifically for 2024, 2024, um, we typically will do four seasonal releases of apparel and we take into account weather in the different parts of the country. We are a U.S. focused company. We do not distribute product outside of the U.S. So at least we're um, focused on the weather inside the, um, the 48 contiguous states. Um, for 2024, we're actually going to do seven different seasonal drops. We're going to put a little more refinement into the way the weather patterns change across the country. Um, but yes, if we were to design for North Carolina, North Carolina, it, it happens to actually touch on so many, you, you kind of alluded to this, so many different changes in weather patterns. We go from 100 degrees now to you know snow even up until as late as March. Or sometimes we can go through winters where we avoid snow completely. So we have to, you know, we have to really, um, I would say this, the weather here can sometimes look like every part of the country. And some years we can go through periods of time where it only looks like, um, you know, the, the, you know, looks like California here. We have those lucky years like that. But I think if you look at our apparel and the offering that we have, no, we don't cater to just customers in North Carolina. We're catering to customers in all of the different pockets of, of the U.S. because we've got customers in all of those pockets. We have to think like that. So I've, I've spent some time in mid-July, mid-August in the Carolinas. Okay. I, I want to make sure, Brad, that people who are listening who haven't been there understand what he's saying right now. He said 100 degrees, and that might seem a little bit pedestrian to some, but you're not including the part where it feels like you're going outside with a wet blanket on for those 100 degrees. <laughs> The humidity here can get crazy. It really can. And it's, it's interesting. I used to take uh, two months off from golf, just not play for two months because it can get that uncomfortable and it's that unpredictable. Um, however, we get lucky here too. And we have some very mild winters. And I would say if you look at certain parts of the country that get to play golf for three or four months of the year, we, we play golf all year here. So we're, we're so you had mentioned seven drops, which is awesome because I feel like that's going to talk a lot to each season that exists. Yep. And by each, I mean those small incremental changes in seasons. Uh, is that basically what we're looking forward to from uh, fall 23 and spring 24 type of thing? Is that Absolutely. what we're going to see then? Okay. Absolutely. You're going to see that. So basically we're going to have a, a new drop um, every two months and then we're going to mix in a little special drop. So 
um, seven different drops, and uh, you should be uh, very sporty looking when you're playing wherever you're playing at any time of the year. Do you say special? Is that like a limited edition type of special, or is that just like mixing it in with everything else? No, it's a capsule. We have a uh, cold weather capsule that we're going to okay. drop, and um, we did one last year, and it did really well, and this year we expanded it, and um, it's going to include things like uh, performance micro cords with four-way stretch. Um, it's going to include, in fact, you'll see um, if you're watching the Open Championship, um, we're dressing uh, Bryson DeChambeau for the Open Championship, and he'll be sporting some of this uh, capsule that we're dropping. Um, he, the weather's going to be, could be very challenging there. It'll definitely be different than it is here in North Carolina. And so he's going to be prepared, and he'll be wearing some of the, um, products that technically we've not released to the public yet you'll get a sneak preview if you watch this weekend and watch bryson wow that's really cool um can you tell me a bit more about how that came to be with bryson I mean, he's obviously been with a big big manufacturer for a long time things yep. change as they often do and yep. uh and it sounds like you've got some good things going with him right now got some great things going and um you know i'll just for you know full disclosure here obviously with the live PGA and the, um, you know, the, the political conflict that was going on prior to the announcement, um, we had been asked to uh, dress some of the players on the live tour. And uh, we did so, but we didn't actually put any branding on the players just because we didn't want to, um, we didn't want to make anybody mad. And um, we've got very influential people that have influence over our green grass customers um, and we didn't want to make them mad by appearing to pick a side because we don't pick a side. We just like golf and we like the golfers. Um, since the announcement, it did open up some opportunity um, where Bryson uh, and his agent asked if we would like to um, actually put the logo on him for the Open Championship, which we agreed to do. And um, we're excited about him. He's a He's obviously a, a you know a very influential player in the game of golf, and uh, to have him wearing our product, and he likes our product a lot. So, to have him wearing our product, we're really proud of that, and we hope he plays well. We hope he gets a lot of TV time. Yeah, it's exciting. Yeah. Um, when when it comes to products in general, and and I'll focus on apparel here. Is there something you would not make a concession on? If there's is there one thing about a polo, let's say, or a uh, pair of pants that you would absolutely not give up? Um, well, you mean like, I, like something that we do that we would not take away? Yes. Yeah. I would not do anything to make our product, um, uh, lower quality. So we do not, we do not skip steps for the sake of anything, whether it be for the sake of the retail price to the customer or for the sake of margin for the company, we do not cut corners. And look, we never apologize for our price because we still think it's a great value when you know all that goes into the make of our products. And when I say products, we're talking about apparel a lot. But if you look at our business, golf bags and head covers, travel gear and apparel are equally about a third, a third, a third of our business. So, um, you know, there's no substitute for quality and we don't cut corners for any of our products. Okay. I'd love to talk a little bit about golf bags too, because you've got some really cool things going on. And for the, for the people who can't decide what they want, you have options, but for the people who want everything specifically custom catered to them, you do have an option called M I Y, I believe. 
That's right. Which uh, is it? Make it yours? Is that what it's called? Make it yours. We, okay. We, yeah. And so it's got intellectual property, design, and utility patents applied for. And going through this process, we feel very conf- confident that we're going to get awarded both uh, design and utility patent uh, for this really, really unique application. Um, you know, when you think about innovation, so we're all about innovation here. In fact, we introduce products. Uh, and we're sitting around. We've got 23 products right now in product development. We've got six new golf bags in product development. Those conversations are always about how can we be innovative. Um, the the my make it yours um, came out of uh, a need, an internal need to begin with. And then how do you take and add innovation to that uh, and do something that nobody else is doing? Number one, we have to embroider for our green grass clubs. We have to embroider our golf bags. And the way our golf bags have been designed up to this point, we have to embroider them on a single head embroidery machine. So it made it very difficult when you've got the majority of our machines in our production area are six head machines. It made it very difficult. So it started off as a concept of how do we actually make the pocket system removable from the bag so that we can put six of them on a six head machine and embroider a club's logo. Well, from that came the innovation that you know as Make It Yours or My. It gave us the ability to think, okay, what can we do from collaborating with other companies and do special printed runs of saddles and strap systems for the My Bag? What can we do to add different features in the saddle system uh, for people that want to use it differently than others? Um, And so we created that whole product where you've got a magnetized and zipper combination to hold and attach the saddle system to the chassis. And, um, you know, we look at it kind of uh, like a car where it starts with a chassis and then you've got, you know, the straps kind of like the seat belt is the strap that goes over your shoulder. And then you've got your saddle system, which is kind of like your, your boot or trunk. And, um, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a very, very cool bag where we've got some upcoming collaborations that we'll announce soon. Um, we're doing a women's collaboration with a very well-known women's brand so that uh, women can do something really, really cool with the way they dress their game with their My Bag. Um, we've got some very cool products where we've run some limited runs now. We've got some on the website right now where we took an old um, Porsche retro upholstery fabric. Uh, and made a My Lux uh, bag, saddle, uh, and strap combo. Um, it's, a, it's a cool piece of innovation. But if you think about, so talking about innovation for a second. So if I were to ask people, what's the most innovative thing that you've seen in golf bags in the last 20 years? It's a question that most people struggle with. They're, they really haven't. 20 years is an interesting one. There's There's yeah. some big hitters, but yeah, I mean things just got a little different. I wouldn't say deeply innovative. Not super innovative. In fact, one of the things that kind of was the genesis for Stitch and the first bag, which was the SL1 bag, was um, we, you know, remember when the Ping L8 bag came out um, and it was a single strap bag and it had legs. But then, you know, Izzo came out with the harness strap that you could attach to your Ping bag. And so that's the most innovative thing that I've seen in golf bags in really more like 30 years. Um, so we believe the my, we truly do believe it's the most innovative thing. And when you look at some of the collaborations that you're going to see coming out, I think it's going to blow people away. 
We're really so excited you, about it. So you mentioned six new bags. Was that intentional or not? Absolutely. It was intentional. <laughs> uh, so so tell me, is are we are we talking about like different presentation or different SKUs with a similar kind of concept or, or are we looking totally different? Uh, but, uh, all of the above. Okay. All of the above. So we've got different saddle configurations for the my in the SL1, which is the single divider, single strap configuration. We've got the SL2, which is a four-way divider chassis that the saddle system fits both the SL1 chassis as well as the SL2 chassis. And so they're interchangeable, which is kind of okay. cool. And the SL2 obviously comes with a harness strap, but you can also interchange a single strap if you're going and playing at a caddy club. In addition to that, um, this year, uh, the fourth quarter of this year, we're going to introduce our brand new GT saddle, which is not only uh, part of the My system, but it's a, it's a My saddle with a ball pocket. And we're doing some crazy cool printed um, uh, printed colors on the actual touring material that we use for the bags. So okay. that's one first part of 2024. And I can go ahead and tell you, cause the cat's out of the bag. Our salespeople are out talking about it. Now we're introducing a brand new bag called the air Walker. It's a three and a half pound bag. It's going to be crazy received. It's super, super light. We've been doing product testing on it. But frankly, we're pre-booking them right now, and we're going to launch them to the to the world in uh, January of 2024. That's great. It's a cool and, bag, and and I do see these little hits of of true uh, identity based add ons to the bags, like the Bridgehampton woven, the Speedway plaid, uh, or people can just choose to go block standard. And yeah. and and I'm wondering because you do have some camo. Uh, samples as well as well out there so it, it seems like you've been toying with the idea of getting just a little bit more in, not so much in your face but exciting when it comes to design is that is that a trend that you're going to continue to push the the envelope on very much so but in okay. a sophisticated way mm-hmm. in a sophisticated way look as as you can tell by looking at our products we you know we like the orange label and you know the orange label is present on all of our products. So that, from a flashy standpoint, yes, we're doing some printed camos. Yes, we're going to do some printed pinstripes, some you know some chalk stripes, some window panes. We're going to do some crazy cool stuff that we're launching Q4. Um, and and there's some collaborations that are just going to take the printed um, world, you know, and and just really blow it out. But all of it's going to be done very tastefully. Okay. Um, you know, this isn't where we're, um, you know, like I said, we're, we're not trying to st- stand out for the wrong reasons. Interesting. Yeah. And, and I'm curious, I know we've sort of touched on your avenue, the lane that you, you've decided to take. Um, but do you do you tend to sit back and, and get a pulse on what people are golfers are getting excited about and and try to adapt in a way that still suits your brand? Do you see a lot of that, the change that has gone on? I, yes, absolutely. I mean, but I think there are competitors and again, I won't name any of them. I respect every one of them. Um, but there are people that are playing the trend game, you know, what's the trend of the day. Um, but, but really, if you look at stitch and the DNA of stitch, you said it early in this, in the, uh, the podcast, um, vintage modern, mm-hmm. uh, there is a tastefulness that comes along with vintage there is a, an aesthetic 
that comes along with vintage that looks rich. And then there's a modern where you basically take uh, and you add innovation and you add technology and you add different fabrications and you blend the two of them together in a very tasteful way. That's what we're going to do. That's not trendy at all. That's going to stand the test of time. I love that. Um, one of the things I'm curious about the most, uh, being that you mentioned you're basically a three cog company when it comes to uh, apparel and then bags and then head covers, do you ever get caught up in really focusing on one of the three or do you feel like they all kind of run in congruency with each other? Yeah. So, um, the three, so I blend head covers and golf bags kind of together. So we look okay. at this from a thematic perspective, golf bag and head covers is dress your game. Our travel gear offering is arrive in style. Our apparel offering, so I'm sitting here now and we're talking about Stitch the Golf Brand on a golf podcast. And I'm thinking about it and you're thinking about it the next time we're going to get to go out and play or practice. So our apparel is from work to play because I come to work dressed just like I'm going to leave and go and hit balls whenever we're done with this podcast. And so that's the way we approach the three categories. We haven't really talked a lot about our travel offering, but we do spend a lot of time on the travel offering because it's got the longest life cycle. Our products stay in the line the longest there. The apparel, you have to freshen it up. Color palettes change from year to year. The seasonality happens. And so with that, there's it's ever changing. On the travel side, our products, so I'll go back to 2017. Um, that 2017 PGA show, we had 24 leather head covers. We had one golf bag in four colorways, and we had a travel bag, a garment bag that converted to a duffel bag called the UGB or the ultimate garment bag in one color. That was the entire product offering for stitch in 2017. So you're talking about 24 head covers, four color and, and one golf bag and one travel item one travel gear. Now, if you look at our offering, it's 250 different products and you've got different golf bags and different colorways and obviously a nice array of apparel. And then you've got a multitude of, of travel products. Our UGB is still one of our best-selling products. Our birdie bag, which is a backpack that has an, uh, an interchangeable uh, insert system that includes a cooler or you can take the inserts out and use it like a weekend travel bag. Um, our shoe bags, our day traveler, um, our clubhouse duffel, and then the new product that we introduced this year called the Mutt, the multi-use traveler. I don't know if you've seen that bag or not. But it, it's hard to keep up, honestly. Uh, but I do remember people getting really excited about the ultimate garment bag. That, that thing was a big deal. It's a big deal. And look, there have been other companies that have knocked the bag off, but we're the we're the original. And okay. this has been the original with starting back to the leather head covers with a racing stripe on it. We're the original there and people have copied that. And we're the original with the SL1 golf bag and people are now copying that. And the ultimate garment bag, that's been, you know, when I say copied, not exact copies, but people are definitely inspired by it. And I think that's a better way to look at it. It's more that they're inspired by some of the cool stuff that we're doing. But again, I want to go to the multi-use traveler just for a second, because what's so cool about this bag is this is your everyday roller duffel. 
This is the bag that you use for travel 98% of the time. It fits in the overhead and you take the bag out and you use it that way. And that's the way you use it, except for those few times a year where you need to travel and you need a golf club travel bag. And most people have to go in the attic and find their old bag and dust off the cobwebs and then put their bag in there and go and check it at the airplane. The mutt is that roller duffel that with one single zipper converts and expands and turns into a golf travel bag. It comes with a torsion bar to protect your clubs it's that you can loosen up, extend, and stuff down in your golf bag to protect your uh, driver shaft from being broken. And so that's the kind of innovation that we bring to the golfing world because frankly, golfers are also travelers. And um, we believe that the travel gear offering is a very good complement to the other categories that we offer. That's wild. And it's so thought after, like it, it's not, it's not like you need to buy four different things from us to get where you're going. You guys, you guys seem to be trying to find ways to get one piece that suits many needs. It's, it's very interesting. It's, it's all under this whole concept that if we keep innovating then you, as our customer, you can build an ensemble of our products that support your, your entire life from your work life to your golf life to your travel life. So the, one of the other things I wanted to ask you about, and when I think of Stitch, I oftentimes think about the, uh, the Arnold Palmer, the logo that, that has existed for quite some time now. And it always makes me think about collaborations. There's commentary on your website about having a big order from Augusta, which was a big deal for you, obviously, by name. But I feel like collaborations as a whole really helps to add value to a brand so people can at least be introduced to it uh, because of a fondness for something else. So my, my question all encompassing there is, when you have opportunity for collaboration, does that get your team excited there to open the door to new and potential and, and, and different people? It, it really does. And, and I will tell you, so we've got, um, I mentioned the women's collaboration yes. that's coming out in Q4. Um, it's, it's a, it's a brand. It's very well known by um, the, the women customers that either are golfers and, you know, uh, are fans of stitch or they buy for people that are, you know, husbands, boyfriends, or significant others that are fans of Stitch. And so we think this collaboration is going to be really, really important for letting um, our female customers know that we hear them. We're listening to them. Um, but we've got, you know, I was on calls last week. We're working on uh, four different collaborations right now. Um, and we're having initial discussions with six other collaborators possibilities on a variety of different products. It's interesting though, because of the my, and frankly, the MySL2 that we're going to launch uh, Q4, where in these calls, we may be talking about a different product. The, the conversation always comes back to them wanting to collaborate with us for that bag. Hmm. So um, what you're going to see are these dual collaborations where we'll introduce products that are maybe from the apparel category. And then we'll also cross collaborate with them on maybe uh, a travel bag or more importantly, probably the MySL too. Okay. Yeah. And, and you, you do have a, a significant online presence with your website and there's plenty of information to gain and, and great pictures to, to better understand the product, but you are in 
a lot of brick and mortar, right? You, you how many locations do you know? So we are in um, 700 Greengrass uh, Country Clubs. Um, we are um, obviously our direct to consumer online stitchcoff.com presence is significant. Uh, and we have two retail locations that are stitch only stores, one in Palm Beach Gardens and one in Dallas, Texas. Okay. But outside of that, we have no other channel exposure. We're not in, in any big box golf, any big box standing retail, um, specialty retail. Um, we're not outside of the U.S. We're very, very focused on our Greengrass channel and our direct-to-consumer channel. It, it's funny you mentioned the golf courses. It, I guess it's not funny. When I think about products that are in courses i'm either not familiar with like when i go to a course i really like the first thing i want to do is buy a shirt yep it, it, i am assuming that is a big benefit to you to put your product front and center especially when you get to go to courses that are well known people actually like playing and don't want to leave and burn whatever they have from the place yep <laughs> so yep. Th that that has to be an exciting part of your story to be able to get into so many golf courses and allow just a very common um, or casual introduction to your brand. Yeah, absolutely. And if you look at our Greengrass catalog, so one of the things that we do, um, we, we've got um, merchandising our product because of the three different product categories, the golf bag and head covers, the travel gear and the apparel we actually build planograms in our catalog, not telling them how to merchandise our product, just suggesting ways that they can merchandise it. And the, the club merchandisers uh, and the buyers, they love it. They love it. So we actually have a club called Le Mans Club, which uh, is a reference to Le Mans, uh, the 24 Hours Le Mans. Um, we're big car people here. A lot of the products and the inspiration behind the brand comes from vintage motorsports. And so we created this club so that at those um, country club customers, we've got brand ambassadors there that love stitch the brand, that merchandise the brand the way we suggest that they do it. Because of that, they actually sell through the product at a higher rate than clubs that don't merchandise the product that way. And so those people are part of a club. And so um, they, they share, if you go to our social media, you can see uh, images they send from their shops because they're proud of the way they've merchandised our product offering inside of their shop. But to your point about the logo, like we've got really cool elevated products, but I will tell you, there's nothing that substitutes for the uniqueness of a cool club that's got a cool logo. Yeah, definitely. And you get to add quality material. Yep. At that point, you're just picking what fits best, what feels best and what looks best. Yep. And, and we can get pretty picky as golfers, if you didn't know. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, speaking of that, one thing that we offer that nobody else offers, and I was told recently by a CEO of a large um, OEM um, that I won't mention, um, said that, um, why has nobody else done this? And the, this that he's talking about is we offer a shirt size called a medium large. Yes. Yes. And so what we found is that the number one tweener size from data and talking to the pro shops, um, the number one tw tweener size in polo shirts was the size between a medium and a large that some people in certain brands would size up to a large and some people would size down to a medium. 
So we thought, okay, well, if the number one golf glove size sold in a pro shop is a medium large, why can't we make a medium large polo? And so we do. And I'll be happy to tell you it's 27% of our sales is the medium large size. I mean, you're talking to a medium large guy right now. All so right. Good deal. <laughs> that's yeah, so, so funny. Um, and so why have other people not done it? I don't know, but I'm glad they haven't because we own it. Wow. Well, I, I've really enjoyed the the deeper depth of brand conversation from you. I'm looking forward. You mentioned a serious amount of quality product that we get to look forward to over the next, I'm assuming, eight or nine months or so. Uh, you must be excited. Very excited. If you want to see kind of what's coming, we're really good at teasing our products on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, obviously, if you uh, go to stitchgolf.com, we'll tease kind of upcoming stuff on our on our uh, site. Um, and then obviously, if you're in a shop um, and you want to find out more about Stitch and we don't have a rep calling on you, you should call in and let us know and we can take care of you. We've got some great people here in this building sitting right over there uh, that would love to talk with you and, and about what we've got to offer. And look, a lot of our business is event driven. We do a lot of event gifting and we're really, really good at it. Like whether it be a charitable event or whether it be a member guest at a, at a country club, um, that's, that's a big part of our business as well. And we're really good at it. So we think that we've got enough variety of products with the categories that we cover at a high quality that, uh, if you give Stitch a try, you won't be disappointed. And it sounds like now is a good time to get on the website because I'm reading semi-annual warehouse sale up to 60% uh, off select items. That I would say it's a good place of getting in there, if not the mystery. Why would you not? Why yeah. would you not? You won't be disappointed. <laughs> there you go. Hey, Brad, thank you for taking the time. I'm really excited to see uh, how Bryson looks this week. I know this will drop on Friday, which means people will have a couple of days to see it. But uh, here's hoping for a long run and, and we get to see four days worth of quality material on them. Dan, thank you, man. Thank you for the time and thanks for the interest in Stitch and uh, let's stay in touch. Definitely. Hey, if you're out there playing golf today or this weekend, have a great time. Make it count. Watch the Open. Check out Stitch Golf. They're doing some really fun things. Go check out MIY. Make it yours. And uh, we'll see you next week. THP Radio on the Hackers Paradise Podcast Network. Your number one source for all things golf. Subscribe on iTunes to never miss an episode.